Hello and welcome back to the podcast and thanks for listening. Be sure to follow me on all of my social media accounts on Instagram at Bloodborne1, Facebook.com slash Bloodborne1, on Twitter at Bloodborne, YouTube.com slash Bloodborne, and most importantly on Twitch at Twitch.tv slash Bloodborne. What's up, everybody, and welcome back to the podcast. My name is Bloodborne, and uh, we are back for week three on YouTube, and this is episode 17. So we're just going to keep moving right along. Um, so first and foremost, I do want to address something that was in last week's podcast uh, that got a lot of discussion going on uh, the YouTube comments, and that was around the difficulty of the Watcher. Now, if you didn't see those comments, basically it was a, a uh, response to me talking about how I thought that they swung the difficulty uh, in some of the aspects of, of the legendary servers too far the other way. And I guess more to the point is that I feel like that too much was done at one point. There was balancing done to uh, gear stats. There were balancing done to mobs and mob health and in some cases damage. Um, and then there were also other things... Um, that had happened, I can't recall them off the top of my head, uh, but there were a couple updates that had been done all, all at once. And I think that was more of the point because when you're used to something, um, you know, I, I know how that fight works and I've, I've done it uh, in every iteration that it's had. And I guess I just didn't really see the need for it to change other than the bug being fixed with it. Yes, it was easy. Um, I'm not playing legendary server for difficulty. I mean, I guess there's that, uh, I'm playing it more for the nostalgia and just because it's a fun thing to do. If I want the difficulty, I mean, I'll play on normal and do some of the harder content, I guess. I guess that's really what it, it boiled down to. Um, so some of the things I said in the last episode came off way wrong and you know, there were some very valid points that were made in the comments and um, some of it was a little heated, but overall, I think it was some good dialogue. And I think there's uh, the the gist of it is that people do want difficulty. They want a challenge and I'm all for a challenge. I like difficult content, something that isn't just go, you know, walk in and do it and you're done. I like a challenge. That's cool. Um it's more rewarding, even if, even if the loot sucks, you know, I, I like knowing that I beat difficult content and that goes all the way back to, uh, playing with praying mantis on a Lendomere and doing things like blind one hard mode and doing, uh, the Lieutenant challenge and, you know, just difficult content is fun. 
It's just rewarding when you get it done. Uh, and I guess uh, after after thinking about it and reading through the comments and whatnot, I guess what it boils down to for me is that's not why I'm playing Legendary. The more that I think about it. Um, which some people may be. And, you know, I, I had an opportunity. I, I made some changes to my build on the champion. And, you know, yesterday we just went through and uh, we beat it. No problem. No one died. Piece of cake. So there's that. Uh, so yeah, I mean, this, uh, if you're looking at the last week's episode and you're thinking, you know, what the hell is blood talking about? You know, the, it's not hard enough or, or it's, it's too easy as it is any one of those things. There's a couple different points on that. One is everybody has an opinion. And honestly, if you don't have a, an opinion worth saying, it's really not worth having in my, in my opinion. Um, but I like the fact that there was some dialogue around it and, and wasn't really, like I said, there was a little bit of heated stuff and that's okay uh, because it comes from passion and that's fine. Uh, but actually having people having dialogue about the game is good. And I think trying to balance that out is something that is, is a challenge because if you are an elite player, stuff may be easy to you. But I think what's cool is having content that is accessible for a wide range of people. Um, and I think legendary is not the space for all the tiers and stuff like that. Uh, the tiers of difficulty. I think the place for all the tiers is on normal with current content. And that is something that's going to kind of move right into the next thing that I wanted to talk about. Um, so uh, Druid's Fire had the opportunity while she was at PAX to uh, interview with Severlin and Cordovan uh, and covered a wide range of topics from, you know, 64-bit client to tier difficulty to crafting to housing uh, to both of their games. So it was actually a pretty lengthy pot or a lengthy interview uh, over on MMO Central. So you should check that out. Um, there's a couple points that I wanted to hit on. Uh, the first one, real simply, is 64-bit is still coming. Um, in Severland's words, it's weeks, not months, and that it is currently being tested on the Palantir server. Uh, so that's good news that that's coming. That is going to help out people that have higher-end machines. Um, just a word of warning with that, that is, it is something that's going to be very new for a lot of Lotro players. Um, the other part of that is going to be, it's not going to be the silver bullet that's going to fix everything. So everybody that thinks that, oh, we got the 64-bit client, everything is going to be great. And, you know, it's just going to work and we're going to lose all this server hitching and probably not going to be the case. I mean, it's going to let you use more RAM. <laughs> we do know that. Uh, and there's going to be some graphical stuff that it will help with. Um, so... This is more of a time will tell type of thing. And I would encourage people to go into it, especially because it's going to be on bull roar first is to have very tempered expectations of what it is going to do for you. You may not see any change. You may see reduced crashing. You may see better performance. You may not. It just depends. So um, any as with anything in PC gaming, there are a lot of variables to consider and uh, you know, your experience may be different than mine, which is going to be different than someone else's. Um, because 
I have 32 gigs of RAM and you have 16, or, you know, I have a GTX 1080 Ti and you're using a 1050. It just, there's too many variables to really consider what it's going to do for you until you actually have it in front of you. So with 64 bit, it is coming very soon, next few weeks or so, uh, to bull roar, at least I would say temper your expectations with it. Kind of rolling back to the uh, the difficulty conversation. So again, this is a little bit of a bleed over from last week. But number two on this is uh, kind of goes back to the producer's letter as well. Because I did mention they wanted to increase some of the tiers uh, of difficulty. Going into four, five, six, and you know potentially even higher. And how do you address that? Do you just add health and damage? And what was nice is that they're acknowledging that that is not a compelling thing. Uh, and so they are looking at ways of making that better, different, uh, unique. So, you know, whether that be spawning additional elites or, you know, giving them specific buffs or things like that. Um, I've mentioned this in the past that I'm actually very fond of how Blizzard handles this in World of Warcraft with Mythic Plus. Um, Mythic Plus, I mean, you can still do normal and heroic. So that'd be still the equivalent in our game of tier one and tier two or tier two challenge or whatever you want to do. Uh, but then you would step into M0 or M plus one. And the way it works, if you've never done that system before, is that uh, you get additional affixes or variables in that type of content. And the higher you go up, in your M plus, so you get to, you know, M plus three, you get, or four, I can't remember which it is now, uh, you get an additional affix and then seven and then 10 on up. Uh, and then there is a seasonal affix as well. So you get up to four different variables, uh, along with the increase in health and, and damage. And they rotate, the combination actually rotates on a weekly basis. So something else that's pretty cool about that is week to week, it's a different experience and that's pretty cool. So you can still, you know, raise the difficulty and keep going up. Like I know there's like, uh, the last time I looked and I'm sure it's beyond this at this point, there's people doing M plus 25. So, you know, they've got their four affixes, their four variables, and then it just has scaled beyond that. The other thing that becomes really cool about this is that the gear, the loot that comes from that also scales and that you get a weekly reward based on the highest that you've completed for that week. Now, I have no expectations that this is going to be a, a copy of that. Uh, if it was, I'd be extremely happy because that is a, a very cool system and it, it gives the hardcore players something to keep pushing for and keep moving forward to to see how high can we go how far can we push this and there is a consistent reward with that so i do like that um i i would hope for something similar to that that would be pretty cool um <laughs> the one thing i thought was kind of funny though that uh they said that you know just i'm sure this is just kind of spitballing talk but you know uh, the phrase was used that, you know, they're imbued by the shadow of Sauron. Well, I mean, that's kind of interesting because based on our spoilers, if you've not 
gotten so far into the game don't listen to this next like 30 seconds uh but the shadow of sauron it, he's gone you know he's gone oh we need different name please but um the next thing on there was uh some talk about the crafting updates and there's there's a question that that Severlin asked and i'm going to repeat it here and then i'm going to give you my take on it um, said, at what point does the main character who's concentrating on crafting when you're playing feel less cool because anyone can just mail stuff uh, to some side character and build the same crafter? At that point, it, derail it derails for the main character. Um, I don't care. I your Your game should be... I should say you tout your game for uh, group content, uh, story, and, and all that kind of stuff. I, I want to spend less time in your systems. So crafting, um, uh, anything that has an additional panel that pops up takes away from your overall experience of the game. Again, my opinion. Uh, I want to be in the game doing content. Crafting to me is not content. That is a system. And, um, if I have the ability to get something and send it to an alt, I don't even care if it's the, they kept using the phrase leading edge. So if it's current content, um, I, I, I don't care. I mean, if you do, I mean, uh, certainly throw it in the comments down in the YouTube section, but, um, crafting to me, if you, if you even think about it. Um, crafters, well, think about it more in the real world. Are the people that are making your stuff, the ones that are going out and doing battle? Probably not. You know, um, I, I don't know. I just think there's this kind of perception that exists at this studio that once this perfect situation to always happen and i don't know like i have no problem with someone going in and having a you know level 20 alt that does all their crafting because here's the here's where it boils down to being a problem population so if, if changes are made and i'm gonna play devil's advocate on on their topic here of you know kind of wanting this perfect scenario uh, what happens when you bring out systems and changes and things like that and you make up people upset and they leave? Well, now I don't have people that can make that stuff and I would literally have to roll a character all the way up and do, you know, uh, do all that work and whatnot on another character. I'd have to level them all the way up and go do the raids and go do the festivals, go do these things to get all these uh, recipes and rep and all that stuff. You know, my main character is the one I want to spend the most time on. That is the one that is going to have the reputation done. That is, oh, here, I'll make you a deal. You get rid of legendaries and essences, I'm on board. There you go. There's your deal. Uh, but I think we need to be in a situation that it really doesn't matter. I don't care about all the bindings and stuff like that, too. It's like, it's my characters, and I want to play. Like, if I want to sit there and play... Um, my champion who's 120 and geared out and co can go do the raid and stuff like that. And I, uh, you know, I swift, uh, switch gears and want to play on 
the captain who needs a lot of work. Well, you know what? He's so far away from being raid capable to go get some stuff that it is not in the ballpark of being compelling for me to go play him because he needs like 300 something scrolls of empowerment to max out his legendaries. He needs essence gear, then essences. Uh, he needs virtue work. He needs, there's so much work that needs to be done on that character. And I just don't think that that, from my vantage point, I don't think that's the right angle to go with that. I would say if you have the crafters and they've done the work to get up to that point and they're, you know, grandmaster of the guild and all that kind of stuff, they can make the stuff then. They did that content on that character. That should be able to supplement your main character. Uh, I know a lot of people in this game have their crafters because they want to be self-sufficient. They don't want to have to spend an outrageous amount on the auction hall. They don't want to have to um, rely on people that may not log in at a, you know, a normal time or something like that. They don't want to have to rely on that or go to world chat or something like that. Uh, a lot of players in this game like to be self-sufficient and that's, that's cool by me. Uh, like, I don't know what you guys think about it, but uh, just from, from my almost 12 year span with the game, uh, I have every craft. I, I haven't done everything at Ironfold, but you know, everything was up at Doomfold and uh, with the exception of a few things, I could make whatever I wanted for my own guys. And that, I like that. So crafting does need an update. It needs to be validated again. Um, Cause right now it's, there's only a few crafts that make a few things that are worth it. Um, it, it does need some love. Uh, I will say that crafting does need some love. And I, I just, I don't think that's the right angle, right angle to go with as far as worrying about the bindings and reputation and all that stuff. Um, it, look, if I go in and I do a tier three raid and I get a badass crafting recipe and I can't make it on my main, I'm sorry. I'm not handing that to somebody else to go make. I'm going to hand it to one of my alts to make. So, uh, and, and some of that might be misplaced. I don't know. I, I think that's where we are with that is... Um, they were talking about, you know, older content and things being fine with being moved to account bound, but not leading edge. Yeah. It's my characters. If I did the content and I earned it, I, I don't think I should have to go do it again on another character just to be able to make it and then be able to send it back. Um, or having it be, uh, being bound being bound to character in this game kind of sucks like i get it because there, there's there are situations where binding is kind of necessary uh like if you're doing uh if you're doing stuff where you're literally just going in and running all the content on your max out dude and then if you're handing it over to another one of your characters over a main that's that's stuff you got to deal with with your kinship. If you're doing a pug, hey man, that's just that's just reality. Uh, and then that's all I'm gonna say on on crafting. It needs some love, and I don't think that's the right angle to go with it.
the last thing that I really kind of want to touch on here is uh, about future content and classes. So we know that we're about two months or so out on the Vales of Anduin. Uh, and it sounded kind of like we're going to be pushing towards uh, Minas Morgul. I don't know. I thought I was very late this year or early next year. I don't, I don't remember what they said on that one. Uh, but the, the point of this is class updates. I've been working on class updates for the better part of two years now. And there's ones that haven't been touched yet. So Runekeeper, well, I shouldn't say they haven't been touched. There are things that have changed that have been widely, widely unpopular. Um, you know, for all you AOE Runekeeper healers out there. If you are, you, you get the joke. But anyway, I, I think we should not, and I say we should not be moving forward with content until that work is done. Go ahead and start working on it now and make sure that stuff is polished and looks good and the content is solid and the dungeons are good, but do not release it until all the classes are in a spot that you can release a broad update with the expansion like we were used to with the old school updates. And I'm talking like when we got uh, Minds of Moria and we got that big update to classes where we got additional skills, we got additional traits, we got a different, you know, we got a lot of stuff that changed how we played the game. It, was, it wasn't just, here's a content update. And I'm not talking about stuff like uh, Light of Arendil and Shadow of Mordor and stuff like that. Please stop doing stuff like that. Get rid of all the superficial ones. There's some stuff that uh, Yiki has talked about in the, in the past couple months here um, about getting rid of all the different types of things. So you instead of having physical and tactical mastery, you have mastery. Getting rid of physical and tactical mitigation and just having mitigation. Uh, getting rid of finesse. Uh, getting rid of audacity. Um, there's a lot of stats in here that, that probably should be pulled back uh, and simplified. Um, I think it would make the gearing a lot better. Um, it would also make it a little bit more... Uh, I think you could probably get away with doing some very unique setups with your gear if you if you went to simplified mitigation mastery uh, and things like that. I I think that would be pretty cool. Um, I'd be down to try it at least for sure. But I think we like I said we shouldn't be seeing like an update like uh, Veils of Anduin. That's fine. You can go ahead and do the the you know half year content update or whatever you want to do. That's cool. But if you're going to do a full-blown expansion, I think a lot of players in the MMO universe have an expectation of what an expansion versus a content update is. A content update is all of your class stuff stays the same and all the underworking stay the same and you get maybe a new region, maybe another chapter to a book or, you know, get something else to explore. But you're not really pushing everything forward. I think an expansion should offer all of those things like you know, level cap increase, virtue increase, new skills. We haven't had new skills in a while. We've just had the ability to, you know, have more of our skills at one time with the trait trees. Uh, you know, I think there should be, uh, we could even use some pruning in, in some areas. I don't know. Uh, we're getting to that point where skill bloats kind of 
creeping up again. I don't, I don't like to have a ton of skills. I like to have things that matter uh, and that I use frequently in a good rotation. Um, especially since we don't use global cooldowns in this game and we use individual cooldowns. Um, I don't really know where I was going with that. I don't know. I think we need some, we need some new skills though. I want my dude to feel unique again. Like what separates these classes at this point? Like I want that thing. It's like, oh man, champion's got this, and it's a man. It's an awesome like raging blade, and uh, it's a unique skill. I love it. Hitting thirteen targets for a lot. Love it. Um, yeah, we need some we need some uniqueness brought to those classes again. I don't want to see another class. Like uh, I, there, I know there were some whispers of that a couple months ago on, on a uh, Court of the Rings stream. Uh, I look, I, I don't, I don't like playing the Bjorning. I know there's a lot of you guys out there that love to play the Bjorning, and it had its update recently. But we didn't need that. <laughs> we certainly don't need another one. Look, break it down here with classes. Well, now you actually have four heavy classes. Three, uh, three mediums and three lights. Uh, you have so many people that can do multiple things or so many classes that can do multiple things now. So you have uh, like a captain that can tank healer DPS. You can have, you have a guardian that can tank or DPS. You got a minstrel that can heal or DPS. You got uh, the champion that'll do single target AOE or off tanking. You've got, you know, uh, the, you got the rune keeper that can do damage or healing. Uh, there's so many combinations on all this stuff. We've got it covered. We've got everything covered. You know, with the amount of classes there are, we should see more support roles instead of damage, heal, tank. We don't see a lot of that stuff. And, you know, that might be based on just how players want to play. They don't want to play support stuff. I will tell you, having a lore master, having a burglar in a group, you gotta love it because it just makes it easier. True. God, I love having lore masters in a group. Having a good lore master, it whew, makes a difference. It makes a hell of a difference. Uh, same with having a captain in a group. I mean, geez. Those support classes were uh, pretty badass. Um... But yeah, like I said, so we're two months out on Vale's Vanduin, which uh, the way they're talking about it is kind of going to roll into the expansion. I'm a little confused on that because uh, from where we are, well, I, I guess if you're up in the uh, the Grey Mountains, uh, you're going south. You know, if you're coming out of Lothlorien, you're going north. But we are far north of Mordor. And if the expansion is in Minas Morgul, how is all this stuff going to tie together. What is this all going to do? Uh, I'm interested to, to find out more, but we're a couple months out. So I would imagine, um, I would imagine that we see bull roar in the next few weeks. Cause honestly, it sounded like the 64 bit client is a little bit more telling of when we might see veils of Anduin pop up on bull roar as well because 
it was stated a while back that the 64-bit client would probably be ready for the next round of Bull Roar, which, I mean, we've got three, like this upcoming week is the anniversary week. So that's coming up right now. Um, so I don't, I haven't looked to see like how long the festival is or what the dates are or what's going to be offered or any of that stuff. But I would imagine immediately following the anniversary, we're going to roll into a bull roar um, with that kind of stuff. And because it usually is on bull roar for a few weeks before we move into uh, live. And then obviously if, if we're getting this in April-ish uh, and they're talking about two months, you know, June is hopefully where we're going to get that. So uh, I would imagine you know, uh, we would have to see at least another content update by the end of the year or the expansion. Cause they usually don't sit on, on content for super long periods of time. It's kind of a no, no in an MMO. Cause then you just lose interest. So like I said, uh, that is, that is pretty much all I wanted to cover. Um, one thing on the stream side, we are in the middle of the, uh, the Lotro point giveaways. So we do have that going on all month and all of next month as well. We've had three so far. So uh, shout outs to Mama Cass, Occultus One, and uh, Medi. They're the first three winners on the, uh, on the live stream, the uh, 1,550 Lotro points. If you're not currently in there, make sure that you're hitting up the streams on Tuesdays, Thursdays, and Saturdays, 10 p.m. Eastern Daylight Savings Time. Uh, that's when we start things up. I probably am going to start opening the giveaway earlier um, just so people can get in and, and do that. Uh, something I, I did reset on the Thursday stream is I actually reset the currency that was on the channel. So as you come into the stream, while you're there, you are earning stream currency. Uh, we are using the name Mithril Coins in there. Please don't mistake that as I'm giving you Mithril Coins in the game. But uh, I wish I had that ability. I would all give you a lot of them. Uh, but what that's going to do is later on, towards the end of the month, we'll do a larger giveaway. Um, what I'm doing is kind of targeting around $100 value on that. Um, so it's kind of more of a reward for people that come in and hang out in the streams and whatnot. Um, so get in there early, catch the intro, throw some hype around, drop your favorite emotes, and then uh, just hang out for the stream. Uh, we'll do, we usually do the, uh, the points about two thirds of the way through, um, we open it up and then we do a keyword and all that good stuff. So, uh, big shout outs to all the winners so far. And thank you guys for coming out to the streams. I appreciate seeing it and meeting all you guys. There's a lot of new faces in there and that's pretty cool to see. So make sure you're hitting it up on Twitter, on Facebook, Instagram, and most importantly, hit it up on Twitch. Guys, that's going to do it for me for this one. So I thank you, and I will see you on Tuesday, and you'll hear from me next week. See you guys.